Well, hello there, everyone. How's it going? So before I really get into what I want to talk about today, I want to share some more reflections on my last competition and some thoughts for my upcoming ones. After this last competition, I waited a little bit to watch my fights back because I'm just always afraid I'm really going to cringe at them. Because in the moment when I'm fighting, I've just come to realize that I often feel like I've done worse than I actually have. Maybe for some people, it's the opposite. Maybe some people fight and they think they were the shit and then they watch it back and they were like, oh, that wasn't as good as I thought. But for me, and I kind of suspect this could be a common situation for a lot of people with perfectionist tendencies, but I feel like when the fight is happening and afterwards, it's easier for me to focus on what didn't go well. So that's why you've really got to record. Some competitions will record for you, but they don't always post them for a while. So I really like to record all of my matches so I can watch back later and have an objective understanding of what happened. Because when I watched them back the other day, I was like, oh, I actually did a lot of things well. And I didn't look as tired as I felt in the fight. So that was reassuring as well. I think part of what was disappointing after the fights is that I hadn't improved as much in the areas that I wanted to, specifically with my wrestling and my nogi guard. I competed a couple months ago and I had these goals to improve a couple specific areas in my standing and to just develop a nogi guard, which I don't really have much of one. And even though I did feel better about my performance at this most recent Jiu-Jitsu World League after watching it back, I still don't think I saw a lot of progress in those specific areas. <laughs> Jason and I were talking about competition prep the other day, and he goes, so, like, you don't really have nogi guard options? Like, you don't know shin on shin or blah, blah, blah? And I was like, bro, we've talked about this. Like, no, I can occasionally wrestle up and occasionally shoot for triangles. I'm working on it, <laughs> Okay. All jokes aside, he's obviously very supportive of me and spends a lot of time coaching me, but definitely teases me too. When I was leaving the competition this past Saturday, I was pretty determined once again to make noticeable improvements before I compete next, which is on July 1st down in LA. And so I wanted to prep as much as possible for that and keep working on my wrestling, keep working on my guard. Jason and I had plans to drill yesterday morning, but his knee was acting up, so we couldn't. And I told myself, that's okay, just go to class in the evening or at least work out at home in the evening. But then I was running the business all day and traffic was shitty coming back from the city. And by the time I got home, I was just tired. And I was feeling so frustrated because I had made these goals of improving in these specific areas and training at these certain times, and here I was not feeling like following through. I really pride myself on being a reliable person, both to other people and to myself. So I'll say to myself, who are you if you don't follow through on this? 
I tend to have a really hard time letting go of or changing goals and plans once I've set them for this reason. Because this question will pop into my head and I just let it become this whole big thing about who I am. Jason and I talked for a while yesterday evening. We were in the backyard and I was like, am I going to do kettlebells? Am I not? Like, what am I doing here? And I spent some time just sitting with my thoughts and feelings and I came to a couple realizations. The first one, which seems so obvious now that I realize it, is this. It's unlikely that I'm going to make any noticeable skill improvements in my jiu-jitsu before my next competition in a week and a half. I'm not saying it couldn't be done, but in the context of everything else I've committed to and have going on in my life, it's just very unlikely. Most likely, I'm going to walk onto those mats the same grappler I was when I walked onto the mats at the last competition. And that's okay. Something I'd said a few podcast episodes ago actually came back to me last evening, and that's competing is a skill in and of itself. You just have to get reps in to get better at it. And I just officially signed up for Worlds in Vegas in a couple months, which is wild. First really big competition. And I just want to compete as many times as I can before that so I can get more used to dealing with the nerves. I'm excited to go down to L.A. because it's the first time I'll have really traveled for a competition. I know it's not that far, but just something about, you know, spending the day driving somewhere, getting an Airbnb. It kind of feels like a bigger deal than just driving somewhere for the day. And I think it'll add this extra layer of I don't know, maybe anxiety or importance to it that I want to practice dealing with before Worlds. So there is a ton of value to me just doing it, even if I haven't made any improvements since the last competition. And when I thought about it like that, thought about it as in the value of it is just doing it, getting better at the skill of competing, that took a lot of pressure off because I was like, okay, I'll just stay in good shape. I'll keep my strength and conditioning up, but, you know, I can still focus on other things in my life. I don't have to train every single day because it's just unlikely I'm going to get that far in a week and a half. And some of you listening are going to be like, fucking duh. But that's how my brain operates. Like, I overestimate the amount I can accomplish. I think, like, you know, from my last competition I did to two months to the next one, I was like, okay, you're going to learn how to wrestle and you're going to have a guard and no gi. And yeah, two months is maybe a more reasonable amount of time to be able to do those things, but it's still like, <laughs> there's only so much I'm going to get done, right? So I overestimate the amount I can accomplish, which I think in some ways is what pushes me to keep growing because I have this vision of myself as being able to do a lot. But I think it also holds me back mentally because then when I can't meet these parameters that I think I can, I feel disappointed. The second realization I came to, which is something I seem to have to learn time and time again, is that it's okay for goals to change. And I think what's more important than me stubbornly sticking to a goal just for the sake of it is to be flexible when needed circumstances change. What I want changes. 
And keeping with a goal when it doesn't feel good may actually take me further from the path I want to be on. So instead, I want to think about this topic that I want to focus on today, which I think of as just doing the next right thing. This is a concept that's been really helpful for me in my life in general and in jujitsu specifically. And here's basically what the concept means to me. When I've been at points in my life where there was a big goal ahead of me, whether it was finishing my first year of teaching, making a career change, buying a business, or competing in jujitsu, I've often let myself get wrapped up in the whole scope of the experience. I focused so much on the end results and felt a sense of panic at how far me in the present was from achieving it. For example, my first year of teaching. That shit was fucking hard. I remember feeling like I was swimming in the dark. I spent so much time thinking about how I didn't know how the whole year was going to go. I had a vague idea of what I needed to get done and, you know, what I wanted the students to achieve, but I'd never done it before. I'd be in November worrying about what was going to happen in May and how I was going to get there. Same thing when I was making a career change. I knew I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know exactly what that thing was. And me sitting on my couch during COVID, scrolling LinkedIn, felt so far from me with a new career and new skills, doing new things, that I would get discouraged because I wasn't there yet and I didn't know exactly how I was going to get there. In both of these circumstances, it was the distance between me in the present and me in the future that felt overwhelming. And the fact that I didn't have a clear plan for getting there, it was that gap that was really uncomfortable. What I understand now that I've gone through a few of these periods of change is that I don't need to know exactly how things are going to unfold on the way to my goal in order to keep moving forward. I just need to do the next right thing over and over again. Now, I want to say here that the word right should be taken with a grain of salt. I really don't mean to say that there are objectively right and wrong things to do. I've done plenty of things that seemed right in the moment, but later realized they didn't make a lot of sense. So what I mean by doing the next right thing is just taking a look at the circumstances that I'm in, glancing ahead to that goal on the horizon, and making the best choice I can in that moment with the tools and knowledge I have to move myself closer to that goal. That's what it took for me to go from teaching ninth grade English to managing commercial real estate, which are, they have a similar skill set in some ways, but on paper, they're very far apart. And then to go from managing commercial real estate to owning and running a laundromat. At each step, I had to continue evaluating my circumstances in relation to my goal and just make the next best move I could. It was never helpful for me to spend time getting caught up in where I hadn't arrived yet. And there were times I had to adjust my goal in order to keep moving forward. When I apply this concept to jiu-jitsu, my performance is better. 
I have these two general modes of rolling, and the distinction between them might seem slight, but it's significant. In mode one, I have a goal and I just plow forward towards it. Let's say the goal is to pass someone's guard. My internal monologue is like, let's pass, let's pass, let's pass, knee cut, knee cut, knee cut. I'm very goal focused, and this can get me in trouble because I can miss the nuance of what's actually happening. In mode two, I have a goal and I'm still working towards it, but along the way, I'm thinking about just doing the next right thing. So I'll still be thinking, let's pass, but in the process of passing, I'm paying attention to what's directly in front of me. What is the one next thing I need to do to get closer? Okay, get rid of this collar grip, pummel my right leg, switch my hips, make an adjustment to my weight, grab their pants, back step. When I'm in mode two, I'm also more willing to change my goal when it makes sense to. Because I have a looser focus on the goal itself and a tighter focus on each moment, I see opportunities that I don't see in mode one. When I'm in mode one, if I'm trying to pass, I can get really frustrated what I haven't yet at how far it feels like I am from achieving that goal. And maybe I miss that there's actually an opportunity for a back take or, you know, I've been so focused on getting to side control, but here's an opportunity to go to mount. When I think to myself, just do the next right thing, it takes the pressure off trying to remember a specific sequence and it focuses me more on what I'm doing than what I haven't done yet. Now, of course, there are a ton of times I'm rolling and I'm thinking this way and I don't do the right thing because I'm a blue belt. My knowledge is very limited. So I might do something that I think will be the right thing. And all of a sudden I've had my back taken again, which is somewhere I just end up too often. But the difference is when I'm in mode one, I'll be going, ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. And my back taken again. I was trying to pass. I backed up the wrong way. Here we are. This sucks. I keep fucking up here. This is so annoying. As opposed to when I'm in mode two, I'm not focused so much on the fact that I didn't reach my goal. I'm just focusing on doing the next right thing. So I'm like, okay, my back is taken. I got to get this hook off, shift my hips, fight the hands, get rid of this grip, etc. This tactic becomes easier and more fun to use the more knowledge that you have. And people who are really good are just able to do the next right thing faster and faster and are able to line up more right things in a row. But I really do think anyone can implement this. And I guess I want to say at this point, I've never talked much about technique specifically in this podcast because I just don't think I have authority in that area and I'm not trying to. I don't really think that my contribution to the sport at this point, or even in the future, is going to be very technique heavy. I just think I have other things to offer. But I want to offer this as kind of a general mindset that has been helpful to me and I think could be helpful to other people. Even if you're really new and you don't have a great plan for where to go in each position, I think you can still use this idea of trying to do the next right thing in that you can focus on what your training partner wants and fight that. So are they trying to break your posture? Then get your posture back. Are they gripping your collar? Then break that grip. Are they trying to elevate you? Then make yourself heavy. Work in response to them, even if you're not quite sure yet how to move yourself forward. 
Now, this is a big generalization and certainly has its limitations because more advanced people are going to be thinking several steps ahead. They'll bait you into a reaction to set up their next move. So I'm not saying fighting what your partner wants is the way to do jujitsu, but if you're really new and the idea of doing the next right thing doesn't seem feasible because you don't feel like you know enough to be able to say what that is, start by denying your partner what they want. And as you roll more, you'll learn what works and what doesn't work, and slowly you'll start building your understanding of what the next right move is. Like I said, this has been helpful for me because there have been times when I've learned a really cool sequence and I've drilled it enough that I start to understand it, but then when I get to rolling, I can sometimes be like, wait, fuck, I know there's something that would work to do here, but I can't quite remember what it is. And I'll get caught up in trying to replicate that thing rather than just doing what makes sense to do. Now, of course, the more that I drill that sequence, the more comfortable I'll get with it. And that's why drilling is important so that you're not getting a place where you're stuck thinking about it. But if you're finding yourself trying to remember certain things and that's kind of getting you caught up, then I would say just seeing what's in front of you and responding moment by moment could be a good way to move forward. And this brings me to the next right thing to do with this podcast. I've had this goal from the beginning to put out an episode every week. I set this goal and I've stuck to it for 18 weeks, even when it's meant skipping social events or staying up past my bedtime in order to get one out. It has been really gratifying to know that I can stick with this goal, but sticking with it has also meant sacrificing other things I want to pursue. So moving forward, I'm going to be putting out an episode every other week. I want my work to be high quality And I also want the time to pursue my other goals. This might seem like a small change, and I think really it only impacts me, but it was still a tough one to make. It required letting go of the attachment I had to what I had committed to. It made me ask myself, who are you if you don't follow through on this? This is who I think I am. I'm someone who commits to things hard. I'm someone who is reliable even when I have a lot going on. I'm also someone who's flexible, who can be agile in the face of quickly changing circumstances. And I'm someone who no longer lets my own fixations get in the way of my success. There's this balance between having a point of focus that pulls you forward and being responsive to the moment in front of you. There's a constant negotiation between who you are now and where you are now, and who you want to become, and where you want to be. Part of me really wishes it could be simpler than that, that I could just have a goal and do whatever it takes to get there and to accomplish it exactly as I set out to do. Because that's so clean and easy to understand and check off a list. And I guess I could live my life like that. I could stay rigidly on a path just to be able to say that I did. And I found a certain satisfaction in that before, in muscling my way through that kind of challenge, 
in sticking to something in spite of how it impacted me in unideal ways, just to know that I could. And now that I've done that in my life, and I know that I can, I'm going to choose not to. I'm going to choose to let myself be driven forward with the same intensity and commitment that I've always loved about myself, but with the added permission for things to change along the way. To let go of the goals I have in place when better ones come along. To see where each step in the journey takes me, rather than trying to map out the exact path ahead of time. To hold a vision for myself and my life that I believe in and am driven by, and that I also allow to evolve. So I'll be back in a couple weeks. For now, I've got a competition to prepare for. And no, I don't think I'm going to develop a whole nogi guard or really learn how to wrestle before July 1st. But I'm not going to let the gap between the grappler I am now and the grappler I want to become overwhelm me. I'm just going to keep doing the next right thing again and again and see where I end up. And if I stick to that as my goal, I don't really think I can lose. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to support this show, you can rate, review, subscribe, or share an episode with a friend. Find me on Instagram. I'm at a higher flow. Talk to you in a couple weeks.